I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. I don't need my theater degree to bring the drama. Ooh, let's see. <laughs> well, I'm keeping up with the Kardashians. You're keeping up with me. <gasps> So lame. <laughs> that was so good. I'm so oh, you make a gal feel good. Into <laughs> it, you guys. It's Andy's Girls episode nine million. I think it's technically seventy-three. Who's to say, Who's Mariah to say? Smith? I am so excited to have a new guest. Mm. to the Real Housewives People's Couch. Mariah Smith, who Mariah, can I give you a little shout out? Can I read your bio to you? This oh will all God, be, it'll yes. be like the first time you've ever heard it, <laughs> except yes. not. Okay, Mariah Smith, a comedian, writer, and producer, as well as a Kardashian, not a Kardashian, the Kardashian truth, or Mariah is the creator of Keeping Up With The Continuity Errors, which you created in 2004. 15. 15. Yes. Whoa. Um, right. Holler. Research. Uh, a blog that tracks the continuity errors in Keeping Up with the Kardashians using, this is a direct quote from your <laughs> website, because I was like, she's amazing. Don't <laughs> fuck with it. Using Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and Common Sense, <laughs> which is like, so oh God. I have to tell you, I've been reading that blog for ever. I don't know if wow. I've been reading it since tw 2015, but there have been real times where I don't watch, like I usually mm -hmm. binge the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. I don't watch it as it Right, as airs. it's airing. You're not on Sunday night, like Right, but TV, I would yeah. read your blog because I found it so interesting. Oh and even when you're like spelling out in your bio how it is you're coming to fact check essentially yeah. their production and their production cycle, I'm like, how the fuck does she do it? I mean, <laughs> it's so, it seems like it would be an enormous 
job. Well, Tell us like how it yeah. happened, how so, you do it, how you make here's it. Here's the thing. When I started it in 2015, I was a PA on um, a show called Best Week Ever, the like reboot. Of course. And I was just out of college. Well, not was I just out of college then? Oh, God. No, I wasn't. I don't even know. But anyway. I was watching the show for work every day or every week. And like my two shows I was assigned were the Kardashians and the Steve Harvey show. Steve Harvey show made me die inside the Kardashians. <laughs> I like I this is before I had cable. I was watching it like torrenting it on like different sites. Oh, my God. I and wish I was smart I became, enough to know how to do that. Yeah. Well, then I became sort of obsessed. But I, there was one episode when Kim was pregnant with North. And it was when Chloe was still with Lamar and Chloe was like, thinking about maybe adopting or because her narrative was that she couldn't get pregnant with Lamar. But then we later realized she was just like, I'm not getting pregnant with him because because he's he's a drug addict. And, but so one scene, Kim had brunette hair, a full belly and was talking about you should adopt. The next scene, Kim (laughs) was talking to Chloe and the scene starts with her saying yesterday when we were talking about you adopting with Lamar, And I was like, yesterday, at this point, Kim had blonde hair, which she only got after North was born, and a pillow over her stomach that was (gasps) way flatter than it was when she was pregnant. And I was like, oh, my God. Then I realized the date that she had filmed that. It was like three months later, blah, blah, blah. So that sort of got my wheels turning. And working in TV, I loved the idea of production, continuity, like what belongs, what doesn't belong. And then we go that way. Um, But so, yeah, I started doing that. And I started the blog as a joke on Tumblr, the only website I knew how to work. And by the end of the week, I was like, I would love if 10 people looked at this. By the end of the week, I think it was like five or 10,000 people had looked at it. So I decided to just keep going. Um, But then when I first started, yeah, it took me, I was just telling someone earlier this week, 24 hours to write it. Like, because it was a lot of, I was learning how to look as properly as I should and like double checking everything, getting all the even figuring out how do I get the screenshots, all that stuff. But then now I am, it takes not as long, which is great. It takes probably like, if I'm in a crunch, I could do it maybe in six hours. But typically I like to give myself 12 hours to do it. So how do you do it? You're like, literally you're watching the show and then you're like, what looks weird? Let me I back it up. I watch the show. Or you just and, know? No. Well, it's it like depends. You have yeah. the dates in there it too. It depends. Yeah. So I watch the show. Um, I watch the show at least like three to four times, but I watch oh it the first round and I'm God. taking notes on each scene. I break everything up into scene. Then I go back and look at what I found interesting from the episodes. And I look at scenes that I'm like, this is what I definitely want to add in. This is what I might add in. This is what I definitely don't want to add in. Um, just in terms of if it's interesting to me or if I think it'll be interesting to other people. And then I look from the dates on there, but it, yeah, it just is, I don't know, it's a process. But like I was telling you, I used to work at Watch What Happens Live. Yes, you guys. Yes. So I, but. Inside the, scoop. I know, inside scoop. So when I worked on, on Watch What Happens, we were live on Sundays. So I didn't get home from work until like Two. 12, 30, oh 1 a.m. Oh, okay. basically, which yeah, was, yeah. and so sometimes it would be like, okay, do I stay up and watch the show tonight um, or wake up super early before work and do it? So, and then at Watch What Happens, you don't have to be at work until, like, the early afternoon. So, usually I would take Monday mornings to fully do it. Oh, my God. Or do it on the subway on the way to work. So. Holy shit. Yeah. So, do you still enjoy watching the Kardashians, like, as a I viewer? Mm-hmm. Is I that do. your show? Is that, like, your number one? My number one show actually is Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> I think that really? if you're not watching Pump Rules, something is severely wrong. It's so good. It's so good. And it's, like, the 
perfect, perfect, perfect reality show. Um, not even reality show, just show. It's fascinating. Uh, but I do lo- there's something about the Kardashians that I genuinely love and enjoy watching, and I find it soothing and this season at least has been like exciting. Oh, God. We're getting some feedback. I don't know why. I, I think it's know. the mic. I wonder. I don't think it's my phone. No, I don't think it's your phone either. Good. I think it's that mic. That mic is problematic. I'm so the sorry. The mic hates me. The mic just is getting to the know mic you. Said we don't like this new guest. So, guys, I hope you enjoy that. We're getting a little bit of a yeah. side something. Um, so, what is your who's your favorite Kardashian to watch? My favorite Kardashian. Oh, that's an interesting question. Like on screen on the show. Yeah. On the show, my favorite Kardashian to watch would have to be Kim because she sort of is like the she's in most of the episodes. She's the driving force behind everything. And she's really working hard to make the show like a show. So even when people are doing these little side bits like the art vandalay thing from this past episode she is <laughs> being like so, so good it was good but was so, so stupid was, and silly and i'm like and there's no way that yeah, Chris was like exactly. this is like an artist's work yeah it was terrible it's insane so i think that kim just is and when kim is really upset you can tell and like when she's actually feeling like she wants to show the world her true emotions, she goes there. So do you think that the fight this week with Kim and Courtney was real or scripted? I think it's that's all real because they do have really? like they are, well, because there are wow, there are Sorry oh guys. God. I don't know what's happening with that. Okay, that's never happened before. Sorry, Mark. Let's see. Is okay. this better? It's yeah, better yeah. Now. We're good. We're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So I think that there are a lot of like side comments Kim has made in the past, like one episode a few seasons ago. She got into a fight, another fight with Courtney and was like, why would I buy her a pair of shoes? I bought her a career. Yes. And there's these little nuggets of resentment that I think Kim doesn't feel that her sisters are gracious enough towards her for getting them this lifestyle. Right. So I think that they're and, you know, those those emotions are real. Like Kim feels those emotions. So that makes sense if she doesn't think Courtney's pulling her weight or Courtney is taking um, advantage of the family's hard work and like resting on her laurels to just trot about the world with Eunice then she's just mad and Courtney does not have the emotional or acting chops to pull off those like heavy sobs that Wait, she, like, she looked really upset yeah. and her sisters like Chloe looked genuinely shock slash concerned yeah, they I were say, concerned. like it was weird because I think that they two things were happening one they were shocked that Courtney was actually showing that type of emotion yeah and two that she was doing it on camera I think that if they've ever seen her cry that way, it was not, you know. She's only ever cried that way before on TV when she was first breaking up with Scott when he first cheated on her, like, Before she was pregnant with Mason. No. No. uh, It was after after. all the kids, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Who's your least favorite? Who do you, like, loathe to see? Kendall. Yeah, what's the what the fuck is up with Kendall? And then they, like, pretend in the tabloids that, like, she's dating all these people. I'm like, I could give... I I genuinely could give less of a fuck. She's so unappealing in every I way. I think Kendall is like a sour, sour human. And I she I think she gets that from Caitlyn because I think Caitlyn yeah. is like kind of human garbage. Caitlin, yeah, well, yeah. Caitlyn and know? Caitlyn recently being like, I'm going to DC all these times. Like, sis, if you were in DC, we would know because people made a fuss about Kim being there. They'd make a fuss about you being there because right. your politics are sideways and you don't even know what you're. 
saying essentially and then she pretends to be shocked yeah. that like this administration doesn't really die for the lgbtq like, community exactly. she's like i don't know or I, she's saying I we don't they don't still chance. Chance. Yeah. Or i don't like, know you don't understand i i know the real them well show them to us show yeah, that to 100%. us and maybe their responsibility should be legislating as they yeah. are human people you know like, like if they Caitlin, seem like you don't get it you are she's the such 1%. a fucking moron i mean 100 percent. she's on she's 100 percent. the one yeah. percent so so interesting so let's talk all things bravo so you just mm-hmm. mentioned you were um a member of the watch what happens live team yes what was that experience like because you've been a bravo super fan right throughout was, that time yeah or? it was absolutely amazing um I was there for a few years and like everyone there is so smart and like knows Bravo, like the back of their hand. And yes. it is almost like a Bravo boot camp. Um, oh God. So when I first started, I was heavily watching uh, Atlanta, Beverly Hills and sorry guys for this audio girls. thing. Literally this has never happened before, but we're working our we're way through work it. Our way we're through working it. our it's way fine. through it. Yeah. Yeah. So you say that mm-hmm. one more time. So I was watching when I first started, uh, I was watching Atlanta, Beverly Hills and pump rule. So I was okay, sort of great. like a newer Bravo fan. I, I would say, or not as like, I didn't have all of my history. Cause when I first started watching Atlanta, I was in middle or high school. I want to say, yeah. And that was really, you know, obviously the very beginning. And then I sort of fell off and I jumped back in because I used to work on Fashion Queens and we did oh a lot God. of Bravo stuff. We yes. did Atlanta on that covered Atlanta occasionally on there. So I had to like keep up with that for that. But um, working at Watch What Happens made me, it made me for like really appreciate the reality TV craft and who these people are who are sharing their lives and like seeing them coming in and out and they're exactly like they are on TV. They're just, you know, and that's what I love because other reality stars that come in and they try to act like reality stars. These people are like, this is who you are. Luann acts like Luann, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's Luann. Cameras there or not. Um, So I, that's what I loved about it. But the hardest, the best thing honestly was since we had to, know what was happening on every show like yeah. we got screeners and we're able to watch them because we have to you know put the watch what happens live together you of have to course. know what's happening yeah. for episodes coming up next so like that's what I loved and that's what I miss a lot because now I miss so many episodes because I have to watch them live and my yes, DVR you don't is get like those fully, teasers yeah but I love I actually love it because I get to live tweet like when I was at watch what happens I couldn't live tweet because I was working I can't of interact course. with like the social I was you know getting questions from people online for yeah, Andy. Yeah. I can tweet stuff out myself. Um, so that's probably what I like. I'm, I'm enjoying being just a full-time fan and it's remarkable because I get to text my friends being like, Oh my God, this happened. I can't <gasps> believe that they showed like, you know, I don't just any, literally anything like looking at Dallas. I watched the teaser and I texted my friend and I was like, what is going to happen? But I don't want them to tell me anything. Cause it's fun. Not, knowing and it gives a new like life to it all did you ever feel like it was taking away something to meet these people in real life or did you feel like because they were genuinely so authentic to themselves that yeah no it was just sort of a pleasure yeah it was always a pleasure and like when we our space was pretty small so it's a tight-knit community and like everyone knows everyone and like especially the bravo cast and the new york people Bravo cast members in New York people, especially since they're all when they're in season, at least one of them is there once a week. Sure. And 
think of, you know, like the Ramonas and Sonias who oh have God. been there for, they've been coming to the show. 10 years. 10 years. So they know talent. They know us. They feel comfortable in the space. And like, they respect the space. They respect Andy. They respect the show. Um, so it doesn't, it never ever felt weird because it was just like everyone's happy to be there. So you're a Pump Rules um, diehard. Were mm-hmm. you there the night that Lala and James got totally trashed yes. and were hot, sloppy, drunk yes. messes and couldn't yes. stop swearing yes. and forgot that they were on TV that and that they were just first, hanging out at a bar? Exactly. That was their both their first appearances on the show. And what an appearance. It was, I remember <laughs> watching and being like, we were all just watching the monitors with our mouths agape we were shocked it was just and it was so it was equal parts terrifying and funny to watch because we're like people at home aren't going to be able to know what's going on because it's going to be just like a beep the whole time 100 percent. so it was so it was thrilling and scary and we're like, will these people ever come back on this? Yeah, show? will they get fired from their yeah. other job? Because it was so. And Andy did not. He didn't look appreciate it. Yeah, because it is actually a little disrespectful. Of course, well, you're like showing up to the TV show, like, and, and yeah. it's not providing good content because right, they're too but trash. That's the biggest thing, not even that. It's like there have been times where people have been super trash on the show. Like I think it was Jack K. Harry and someone else, and oh, like yeah. that's fun. <laughs> and but the biggest thing when people are just like cursing left and right on a live show is no one at home can hear what's happening because they have to bleep out of course. A, a fair amount before and after the curse word. So if there's a string of five curse words, every other word, then you're not getting anything. What's the delay? Is it like a two second? Like a 30 se- oh, 30? Delay. Oh, shit. Okay, that's great. I think, but I'm not positive, actually. I have no idea. But I know it's like a, it's a quick enough. It might be, too, I have no idea, actually. I can't even remember. But um, it, yeah, it's like there. there's not enough time to, cut and like it's legit live so oh my god it really is yeah. legit live and what was your experience like working with andy Andy's great. um andy and i both actually grew up in st louis and went to the same high school oh my god so, that's like, amazing we know a lot of the same thing folks yeah. okay yeah. and like our uh yeah he's great he's absolutely great like there's really? no i think there are and i've worked in late night for a fair amount of time and everyone i've had great experiences um but I will say that Andy's just one of the most like genuine down to earth people and is a great boss. That's yeah. awesome. That's so good to hear because also, you know, I've met several Bravo Lebs and I don't think I've been like disappointed yet yeah, uh-uh. in a great way. Whereas, you know, my day to day job, I'm like mix and mingling with celebs and some of them are amazing and yeah. some of them are not. Yeah, and so that's what you get. Yeah, and like right. you never know. And people can be as sweet as they want to be on, you know, on TV. And then when you meet them in real life and are in the nitty gritty, it's a complete different story. But I'm so thankful that that has. (laughs) Oh, my God. A hundred percent. And I feel like also that there's an intimacy with watching reality TV because you're genuinely Mm -hmm. you feel like you're a participant in these people's lives. Like when things happen, like, you know, I was recording Andy's Girls with Ryan Houlihan last week. And the news broke about Dennis passing Jesus while we were recording. So I got like a text alert, news alert from a friend. No, it was a, it might've actually been a list. I forget who it was. And then people started ramming me with information like oh, over, like former God. guests, like everybody was reaching out on all. It was just crazy. Cause we were, I literally, we were talking about Potomac and then Ryan was saying something like 
crazy amazing about like Karen's hair or whatever. It was phenomenal. And then I was like, hold on one second. Oh, wait, finish that thought. And then we're going to talk because this is breaking yeah it's, it's breaking like, news yeah. and it and feels like I, it's a character in a show but it's like no this is like an actual man and one life. of the things that really stuck out to me is i was oh, my friends and i we were talking about it when the news broke I, where was i i think i was out of town but i can't remember where i was last week now i want to i can't even remember tom toms not tom toms where was i oh Sir, my god Pump. no i wish i this is in charleston oh no i was in connecticut okay <laughs> With Luann. Yeah, I was with Lou. <laughs> okay, great. Um, but I I saw that news and I'm like, this is equal parts horrifying. And also mm. we know, like, we know this man. We know his enough about his life where he's been a character on the show. And but then I thought, think of all the other men who this has happened to that we don't know the names of. Like there oh my, are with so like many, opioid yeah. overdoses. Yeah, it like fucking like it, sucks. Ma- it made you think, and I felt so but even but then you go back to even to like Bobby Zarin's funeral, even though Jill hasn't been a regular on the mm. show for a while, that was something that like we had as v- longtime viewers of the show had to see. Like I can't imagine that not having not having been televised. Um, speaking of Bobby Zarin's funeral, page six just showed a uh, has a little clip of next week's New York reunion where oh, I guess Andy brings up this just popped up on my phone. See how things are happening. Um Andy brings up Bobby's funeral and Bethany reconnecting with Jill and Andy says to Bethany, you know, it was a big surprise you reconnected with Jill and Ramona says opportunistic (gasps) under her breath, which is amazing. She continues what I think was really bizarre. What I think was it was probably it was really bizarre because I'm just jumping right in here is that you told the production crew you wanted to film it. Singer said after Frankel's monologue on her friendship with Aaron and what the funeral meant to her. We all went without really wanting to film it and we didn't even know you were filming it. Dorinda says I got a text and then Andy says actually we were invited by Jill and we wanted to cover the funeral. And Frankel says that's right. Yeah. And then Ramona says you never told us. Dorinda says, I don't want to be filmed at Bobby's funeral. I find it morbid because Jill's a good friend. I wanted to be informed so I could avoid the cameras. And Ramona says that Bethany only jumped out of the car when the cameras started rolling. Oh, God. My God, which is such an first off, New York, the best, oh, the best season of all time. God. Best season of it's all time. Better it, than it, season I three. Think- Better oh than God. better than Bethany versus Jill Scary Island. Oh God. I mean, it's like I I I have. Hmm. Columbia was a lot. Columbia was a lot. A, a beautiful time. It was beautiful, <laughs> and the it was the drama. Just the sheer like that table scene where oh my god, two I, fights. I can, yeah, the, yeah, where there are two fights in the third the conversation. War of the just it was so amazing to yeah. see like six of the no four of the six are going at it then the other mm-hmm. two are just like having a normal conversation yeah, and all these things are happening and everyone's just shook and shocked yes. and hot and like why yes. are, why is this it was wearing statement jewelry oh my god it. Lou in that wig Ramona oh in the wheelchair god. the poop smear I just have never poop smear for days I've by the way never gotten my life like that and I do think it rivals I do think it rivals Scary Island, but I have to, I, I need to go back and watch Scary Island again because Scary, that's just a classic. Right. It's taken, it's taken its place in history. Yeah. Like it's being archived. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Classic. Like it's, it is a classic moment, but there's something about this 
season. I don't yeah. know that it's the specifics of the Bethany Carroll fight, but it, I, I feel like it's more the history of the knowledge, knowing about what went down with Bethany versus mm-hmm. Jill mm-hmm. that's influencing the viewer's perspective yeah. on Bethany versus Carol, no matter what side you're on. Well, here's the thing. Another another aspect of that, which is, that I was talking to some friends, and I forget, one of my friends, I think one of, a friend of mine, Caitlin, brought it up, was that, this could be because we we had been talking all season that like there was some unknown between the tension between Beth totally and Carol, like what what started what was, it what, what triggered was, it what wasn't spoken yeah we think it was that Carol wasn't on Bethany's wasn't supportive enough of Bethany dealing with Dennis's addiction and dealing with possibilities shut that was, you know up. that because also do you think it was a real addiction or do you think it was an I accidental so. overdose no I think it was something that was like but you don't really accidentally overdose unless you've consistently been. Right. I don't know enough you know? about it. It's terrible. So I think that, I know it's like taking over our country, but yeah. I don't know enough about like the day to day. But and that's exactly right. Because your tolerance is building and exactly. then your personality so changes more. and your confidence. And yeah. Bethany had always said, and especially with the news come out, that he apparently proposed to her for real in the spring. And she, right. she didn't say yes. She didn't say yes, but she didn't say no. She always said that there that I think it was also, oh, when did she say that? Some She's like, sometimes you need more than love for a totally. relationship. So I think that there were some demons that they were struggling with in terms of what and whether even if it wasn't simply an if it, even if it wasn't an addiction like all the time it was obvious that he was it was a lifestyle dr- yeah and yeah, yeah. so I think that that was one of the things that stopped her from marrying this man and Carol's possibly not being supportive enough in that way could have been a part because of Carol's it. like like a pothead and like tokes back or no, like I you just think, think that- she didn't take it probably didn't take it as seriously as Bethany really? wanted her to and Bethany also has been riding hard for Lou and her sobriety so like there's something that there is- must be some sort of connection yeah can you imagine I mean meanwhile Jason Hoppy was in court today or yesterday and his lawyer said that he doesn't think that joint custody is appropriate because Bethany's lifestyle might be linked to Dennis's Jesus drug Christ. addiction. No. He literally said mm-hmm. they quoted, they like cited some episode of RH the season where she was drunk, which is like guys like her company is skinny girl. Like she, oh my God. She's it's like she's a, a become a liquor yeah. because of liquor. Yeah. You can't begrudge her for yeah. that. Um, and I've had really, I've had a problematic oh relationship with Bethany and our imaginary best friendship. Like I've really, I've sort of been team Carol. I have wow. to say, I okay. know shocking. I'm a shocking. Carol fan and I've been more team Bethany. Okay. Tell me everything about this. Like, please, please like teach me your talent. What about it makes you team Bethany because I have been a Bethany OG for so long yeah. and it's really been I cut. think that I'm just like Bethany is using Bethany's using the wrong at least from what's been spoken is yeah. using the wrong uh the wrong ammo against Carol. Cause even when she's attacking Carol, how she's speaking, she's like, what are we 28 year olds? It's like, you guys are all talking like you're in your early thirties. Right. That's not and you're 80. Mad. Yeah. Right. That, no, that's 100%. A, like, that's not, that's, that's not, not a it. battle you're going to. Right. Um, and wait, am I team? No, I'm not team Carol. I, but I do think that Carol also is, she's getting a little too big for her britches. You know, she has been on the show for a while, but she, she thinks now that she's reached a point where she can sort of one up Bethany and she's gotten what she's needed out of Bethany and can be sort of a, a um, she's okay. found her own voice. Yeah. And that she can be one of the like, leaders of the pack when that's really not ever been her place on the show. You know, it's like Carol's yeah. not the one taking them on vacations or hosting the big dinners. She's like, that's not your, that's not your lane. And I think that the way she, 
she also, I, I think, doesn't take Bethany's emotions seriously. And one big thing, and this is sort of like the Kardashians and Courtney, even if someone isn't typically emotive or emotional or says how they feel all the time. Yeah. That still doesn't mean that when they do, you shouldn't take it seriously, you know, because they're like that, that a character for them to say you hurt my feelings. So you still hurt, hurt their feelings. Deal with it. Do you think, though, that it's possible that Carol has just seen Bethany react in this way because Bethany being kind of like a broken bird Mm -hmm. which is how I sort of look at her Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways isn't new we've seen her react to challenging personal crises in a sort of similar way and isolate herself Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been helped with the enormous financial success and career that she's had you know while she was on hiatus from housewives (laughs) yeah and I just wonder if at a certain point Carol looked at her and was like, I can't do this anymore. And for her own kind of mental health just started to separate and probably didn't communicate it. Like I see Carol as someone that's, you know, she might not have communicated because she was scared because she didn't want that to start Mm -hmm. something. But I sort of see it as there could have been five different reasons you know, that yeah. they are no longer, that they started a separation. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that there was one inciting incident. I definitely don't think that it was primarily Adam at this point. I think yeah, that was, absolutely not. I think absolutely it was, uh-uh. right? I think it was a couple different things and it just started, started to gnaw at her and yeah. she realized that for whatever reason, this wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And she, maybe didn't communicate that to Bethany. So then Bethany feels like you're not supporting me. You're distracted. You're sad about Adam. There's nothing else that Bethany can see because Bethany can't necessarily see herself. I don't think she sees her behavior. Oh, absolutely not. And I think that she sees herself as a always right. And she thinks that she's seeing the right side of the coin, but I do, I, I hesitate to like, I do. You have a great point. I hesitate to think that Carol willingly separated herself from Bethany without saying anything. Cause Carol's like, she's thirstier than we think she would have done that. She would have made that clear on camera. camera. She wouldn't have done that between seasons. You know, she would have yeah. been like, I'll go to a couple of lunches with Bethany at the beginning of the season. And then in a confessional say, I think we're, you know, we have different priorities. And totally. then that would have been like the nugget for the rest of the season. But I just think that both of them, there was a massive miscommunication and that it, it it just got out of hand. And I never really bought how close they actually were. I mean, they did go to the, like, Galapagos Islands together. They vacationed. They but did that's vacation the whole a lot thing. together. Yeah, but maybe that's not really, that's a sort of superficial yeah. friendship yeah. when you're, like, going on your little Imagine kiki. That, exactly. So I'm like, I don't, I I don't, and I also do think, to Carol's, ah. Sorry. That's actually, okay. I'm going to ask one quick thing. Do you mind yeah. turning off that fan? I feel like maybe the fan up against mm-hmm. the, might be I'm doing it. it yeah, we're going to, oh, no, that's great. Yeah, just moving oh, it away. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I, that might help us. We're going to see. We're going to see if that We're helps. Watch it get worse. Yeah. No, you're perfect. You're okay. perfect. Um, no, but I do think that it was Nope, so didn't help. Didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's okay, great. Oh, my God. Here we go. Thanks yeah, for- you're good. I don't know what. Let me hold it. I'm going to hold. What's We're going to trade. Okay, guys. I hope you're really enjoying this. Does this, this. work? <laughs> okay. Tell me what happens. Awesome. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. my God. Maybe right? my hands just so don't weird. like that mic. No, I don't know. Well, no, I do think that. One thing that just tickled me this season is the uproar of 
Bethany being mad that Adam wanted to be compensated for the, like the trip to uh was it when they went back to Puerto Rico? I think it was Houston. To Houston. They were doing something in Houston. Yeah, and I was like this poor boy is like like he's literal, not literal making boy. money off of his little vegan treats and I know. whatever. It's like you are <laughs> Even though I want to eat them. Like, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I'm really like good. he's not he's not rolling in it like you are. I would even offer someone like a stipend if I asked him to come to Houston with me and photograph of an course. Event of mine, and I am a triple quadruple millionaire it's like I I don't see the issue um so that was weird like Bethany again Bethany picks the wrong battles and she does think that and I think that's sort of a a, um like a wall she puts up Mm because like picking the right battles and actually showing how truly emotionally rocked she was by Carol sort of breaking up from their friendship would be not necessarily embarrassing, but too out of character for her to show to anyone close to her, you yeah. know? So I think picking these little battles is her way of being, like, her way of crying out. I just feel like we've seen so much of her crying out. And I just, here's the thing with Bethany is, like, when Dennis died, I just mm. honestly thought to myself, and I might have said this on, on like, the show, there, if there was ever a chance of her working on like genuine self care, like going to a Dr. Amadar, yeah, who, yeah. yeah, sure, now would be the time, but I also feel like it's too late. Like, this is just too much because she has had so many traumas in her life and has yeah. figured out how to cope. But this is something that somebody told me. Um, when you figure out how to like cope but not heal, yeah, she has figured out how to cope. That's in life. short spurts, mm-hmm. but not heal. There's mm-hmm. a certain point where you can seek help or not, but it's yeah. your responsibility. Like it's not her fault that she had a sh- shitty childhood. Of course, it's not her fault that terrible things have happened to her, but it is still her responsibility yeah. to not have that run her life and yeah. to figure out a way to work through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the crazy mm-hmm. thing with like Ramona referencing her childhood when she like wants to take a helicopter to a cocktail party. I mean, like yeah. you can use it as an excuse or you can use it, you know, as an explanation while you kind of figure yourself out. And I feel like yep. the dentist thing happening, it was like I felt sad for it because I felt like this is the last opportunity where Bethany is going to be that there was an opportunity where Bethany would maybe look in the mirror and mm-hmm. realize like she needed genuine help. And then fucking Dennis dies wow. out of nowhere, which by the way, any kind of death is terrible, but a, but death, a death with no notice oh is a double yeah. trauma because you think yeah. of your last conversation, obviously none of us, or at least I had no idea that it was getting to the point of there being an engagement mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. discussed, if that's true. And I mean, she's allegedly been like wearing a oh, diamond ring yeah. on her hand or whatever since his death, like on her right hand. So like, who knows if that was the ring, whatever. But it just feels like it was too much. Mm-hmm. That is too much mm-hmm. for a person who we've seen break down over and over again to go through. Yeah. And for me, it was like, I don't think this is going to be a wake up call. I think she's just going to be struggling to God. kind of get through I don't know it's terrible. I'm interested to see what is gonna happen because it is because she's like you said the the healing um or coping but not healing is right. that what, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah but she and she is the type of person who was just like a workhorse and will she can refocus her mind and totally. that's like just solely it. focus yeah. her mind and it's so it's like emotionally dangerous essentially because you don't it's not allowing yourself to really feel and really understand what where and why you're feeling these emotions. And then she just breaks out in like spurts of anger and disgust and rage. And it's like, 
you don't understand that that is living inside of your body mm-hmm. and is so toxic. And, and it's then she so ta- unhealthy. It's so unhealthy. And she talks all the time about like how even though she's going through this horrific custody battle, you know, Brynn is perfectly happy and Brynn is yeah. fine. And it's like, I don't know. If mommy and daddy hate each other that much, I would oh think my. that a, a seemingly soup, I'm sure Brynn is like whip smart. Both her parents seemed very, like, yeah. very smart uh, and very driven in different ways. I would, I don't see how that doesn't affect the kid and mm-hmm, I th- would mm-hmm. think with Bethany knowing her estrangement with her mother she would want to make sure to yep. end the cycle and I just don't yep. see th- you're setting up your child to wow. choose sides and your expectation is because you have the money and the glamour and the fun that the kid is going to go your side exactly but the kid might choose neither you know oh, Lord, Brynn's yep. going to be able to google this shit one day and it just makes that is me the scariest sad. part it's like people everyone knows like just the thought of like her her child and I was thinking about uh with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Oh they my were, god, like, their I can't kids stop reading about it. To like look it up <gasps> yes. now, I guess. That their Maddox kids is like are, probably yeah. like eighteen. Yeah, or they're like our age. Fucking adult. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yes, wow. I'm eighteen. By the way, I remember that. <laughs> taking I'm that, like, taking that, wow. running with it. Wow, they you you forget like oh my god, this will be so easily accessible for as quickly as you know, like so soon. And you also think about like the douchebag parents who are probably talking about it at home in front of the Bryn's classmates than her 100%. classmates like well what did you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. like that's all just it always just comes back around and the drama attached to it and even the pettiness of Jason going to court being like we should, you know it's like don't use that you you voluntarily were on that show you probably wanted to be on the show when you met her like right. all of this it's just such bs it's such bs and then he uses it against her and it's like yeah but yeah. you're also i mean like how much money did you make off that marriage you made yeah. a pretty penny like i i don't think that I don't entirely believe that Jason is like a subhuman piece of trash and that's really? it straight out of the gate i know a lot of people that do i think that I I don't know what his motives were when he got together with Bethany, mm-hmm. but I think being on the show, being on reality TV in a, in a marriage relationship, whatever, yeah. is just genuinely not a good idea yeah. unless you are super solid. And Bethany, as a person in relationships, I just do not believe that she's solid. Mm-hmm. You've seen mm-hmm. it. She freaks out when she exploded mm-hmm. at her, I think it was her 40th birthday with Jason, was hysterically crying in a bathroom. Like, yeah. she yeah. just yeah. is a mess and hasn't, figure it out how to deal deal Mm -hmm. and so I think that possibly affected him I think him not making any fucking money and being beholden to his wife and his wife's business I think he also has an issue just seeing how how he's reacted to the divorce and the fallout he has an issue I think and not to like overstep probably has an issue with successful women and like that makes him insecure Oh, totally. Because 100%, she can own the narrative. Yeah. When they break up, who's the one that can afford a publicist? Like, exactly. he's allegedly playing, or an investor is is paying for his attorney's fees right now to get that's a cut sad. of whatever, which I feel like that's the business right now where, like, these people go up against bajillionaires oh. and they find, some, yeah, it's crazy when you think about it. But I think that for him, it's like, it's not just that the show's over, but mm-hmm. my ex-wife is back on tv and she yeah. can kind of rewrite the script of how i'm seen even if she doesn't yeah. directly just say the way she's hurt yeah just the way she shows how like taxing the whole process is on 100 percent since she's been back on the show you i know? think it's messy and a mess and i think this whole dennis thing is just mm. like another round and it's just sad to see what they do. do you think she'll come back bethany yeah i don't think she has a i don't think she has a choice but to i think the reason that she's 100% coming back is because I absolutely think that she threw down and was like if Carol's back I'm not mm. I think she used every ounce of power and 
I think that was a terrible idea on Bravo. I would have called, if that's true, let's mm-hmm. play that out. If it's true, I if I was Bravo, I would have called her bluff knowing that this Carol and Bethany thing, I don't think there's going to be any resolution. I think that I in a perfect world, Carol would stay on. They would pick up production yeah. shortly after the reunion and just like play the shit out of this with Luann possibly back for rehab, yeah. rehab the remix. And and like honestly, like fucking film the shit and bring back goddamn Jill. Bring back Jill. So then I it's would love Carol Tinsley oh. as her mascot um, and Lou, I guess, versus no, no, no. Sorry. Carol Tinsley and maybe Dorinda versus Bethany Lou and Jill yeah yeah and Ramona and sing Ramona and Sonia are just like there for shits like like literal and figurative yeah exactly they would they'd be there for poop smears um they would they would bounce back back and forth I would just love to see Jill back I would love to see her back don't you think it's her time it's such a she's been through you know so much since she left and she's still been a part of the narrative and still like gets is still running in the same circle. her fucking rugs so, get yeah up. and i'm like i think that it would it, it, oh my god it would like inject so much life new blood and yes. still nostalgia and it would be so fun to see and i would also love to see if like what her now current friend group looks like what like who would be ramona's or who would be jill's friend you know like just seeing who she's surrounding herself with that would be I also think that no one can fuck with Ramona more and better than yeah, Jill goddamn uh-huh. Zarin and like, they, Jill and knows what buttons and, to and, press and Ramona would feel threatened like the, 100% she, she should feel, yeah she would feel like she had to that it's almost like in a day not dangerous but like it would be so special to watch her amp it up trying to like beat out a Jill storyline that would be it would be like watching the Olympics of Housewives, just seeing right. who could really go there and go the hardest and get the most like stunning story of the season. I couldn't agree with you more, but I don't know that it's going to happen. I mean, I'm sad that Carol's leaving regardless yeah. because I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. I think that she was 100% fired. I don't think for a single second that she quit. What I, about well, you? So I think about that quote that I, I was just thinking the Bethany, how after Carol announced that she quit, um, how Bethany said, so I forget what publication, but she was like, let me tell you this housewives never quit. They're yeah, always yeah, she fired. tweeted it. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's yeah. like, that is, and I was like, Oh, okay. She tweeted it. And then fucking Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone yeah. was like, I didn't get fired, which hundred percent you did. Heather Thompson did tweet and was like, I didn't get fired. And that I totally hmm. believe. Yeah. I don't think that Heather was kicked off. I think Heather was like, I'm out. Deuces. Like I Bethany. Loved Heather. Oh, I loved Heather. I don't think that Heather, I mean, Heather could be an Heather wouldn't be to bad bring to bring back, back, but she's more, she's closer to Carol. Right. So it would be weird to like, that it just would feel a little bit more out of place. And I it think, would. unless what they did was like bring her back and she would sort of be like, speak on Carol's behalf. Sometimes like if right. someone brought up Carol, she would be the one to defend her name or honor. Yeah. But there's not an organic fit with yeah, her. Mm-hmm. It was only with care if Carol stayed. So yeah. you think that Carol got fired? I don't know actually. Cause part of me thinks that part of me thinks it was probably like a mutual decision. Cause she is always, I've always felt that she might have like one foot out of the door because okay. sometimes she feels too good for the show and other times yeah, yeah, she yeah. feels like she fits right in. Which she uses as a weapon. Yeah. And I think that she was, she sort of is like, okay, I, I, she got out of it what she needed and she can write that next book of hers. I think if a book doesn't do well, she'll be back. Like something like that. You know, if something else big doesn't pop up, I'd give her a couple years. Until do you think back. that Carol will be allowed back? Because she seems to be chomping at the bit to, re- um, 
release and drop production secrets. Like someone tweeted at her the other the other day and was like, "Would you do a um a blog about the ins and outs of production? Like why you're leaving, or whatever?" And she was like, "I'd love to." And I'm totally paraphrasing this terribly, by the way, guys. And she, and Carol was like, "I'd love to, but I they would have editorial control, and I don't think they would like put it up or something." Like Carol is ready to like fucking hmm. spill secrets. But here's the thing: I don't. From what I understand is I don't think that there are any like there really aren't any insane demands yeah like production things like they 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 air what happens in order like there's nothing that's like well yeah that's a good point also with your perspective watching Kardashians like it's much more true to life than Kardashians completely like there's really no pulling the wool over your eyes and it's like or even like Bachelor they're not like controlling how people say something like the bachelor even you know it's like very because on the other hand it's like because these women are more outspoken so they wouldn't really stand for that as mm-hmm. much it's like you can't really mess around it's like you don't want lisa vanderpump or nini in your inbox being like why did you make me say that you know like why did you make it totally. seem like i was acting this way because so it's like they're, these are very strong-willed people you're dealing with and it's almost like to save face for the network essentially it's like we got to air what happens as it happens so I don't think they're really like aside from regular uh production stuff like oh yeah so this I was uh when the girls of Vanderpump Rules were filming at this like barn or something in California a friend of mine were like obsessing over this insta story that that Stassi put up where she said something like oh the view from here is amazing and you heard a producer say can you say that again because like they didn't <gasps> quite get it so she was like ah uh, yeah and didn't like she set the line again but it was something that was so like in the moment so they obviously do stuff like that most likely in terms yeah. of just getting stuff clean for editing and all that stuff but I don't think that there's like a a nitty gritty you know like you don't think that there's a script no uh-uh they probably I would assume and this is I have no idea like anything I assume maybe they go in with an idea of like what your storyline might be for a season but totally. I have no idea that's interesting it's good to hear though that the housewives is at least a little less manufactured because mm-hmm. you yeah. buy into it and I mean obviously as we saw we need to talk about last night's um, oh god yeah finale which I start on I, 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 mean, I made a I didn't I watched it and I didn't even see myself a friend of mine saw me at the cabaret and I, I looked for you I didn't see you a photo Did you? of it oh, oh like, my god I'll show you after and I was like I didn't even Realize, but the best part is so those flowers that Carol had, um, that she was like a man gave them to me, and she's like, oh. I'll give them to Lou at the after party. My friend Will brought the flowers with him to <gasps> give to Luann, and we were like calling out Luann's name, be like, Take these flowers, and like she obviously didn't hear us or ignored us. But we were right next to the we were right next to the door, though, so we saw them coming in <gasps> and out. And we decided as the women were exiting, we're like, we'll give the flowers to the first housewife that takes them. Oh and my it was God. Carol. Who was and the then first it made one. it. And they made them on, on air. And we were like, this is the funniest thing to us. And our, like, it's just so silly because it was these like $3 flowers he bought. Oh at my God. Who doesn't a love Dwayne a bodega Reed? flower? Yeah, That's like so the best insane. part of New York. It's so. like cheap flowers and mani patties. Um, so wait, tell me your experiences because I didn't go. I went to the first performance and then the after show. I didn't go to the actual show that the housewives we're oh, taping at yeah, I was at uh-huh. the one mm-hmm. before so tell me what that was like well we had no idea they were taping until <gasps> we walked in oh and my it God. sort of was like realizing that you had just like walked into a dream or something because it's like you have the golden ticket yeah and th- so there were cameras like in each corner 
And then I was like, oh, this is interesting. They're probably filming. I wasn't, when I saw the cameras, I'm like, they're probably filming parts of the show. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that. like press or whatever. Or B-roll. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, we were sitting there and I, I had ordered a glass of rosé and I, I saw that there was this big, long table in the middle and every, at 54 below, it's like, they're all four tops basically. And right. The, on the um, bank floor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, huh, interesting. And I'm like counting the seats. And I was like, oh my God. And oh my then God. we saw that her children were there. Um, yeah. Victoria also, one of the sidebars, she went to a, the bathroom, which was right near, we're sort of by the bar where we were sitting. And she walked out and like she was trying to be all cool oh and my whatever. God. And someone was calling her name. Like people <gasps> kept being like, Victoria, Victoria. And she was ignoring them because she thought they were trying to get her attention. And people just wanted to tell her she had tissue on her shoe. Oh, <laughs> and it was no. so funny. And she just like the Baby whole time was just girl. like, she thought that people were just trying she to be like, she was just going to yeah. sashay away yeah. with and, her TV. But uh, so then That's when we amazing. were sitting there, like <laughs> a little before the show started, the women started trickling in. And it was almost like the Beatles were walking through the door each time one of the women came through. People lost it because no one had any idea that this was, this was what was going to happen. Like it was just so, it was mind boggling and like seeing them. And for me, even it's like, I've seen them at work, but seeing them walk through that door, I'm like, Oh my God, it's right. Like going crazy. Yes. Like I had lost my mind. Cause oh you just God. don't. And then, okay. So, and then as we realized that like all of them are together, all of them were dressed in sequence. Like the majority right, of people so were weird. there. They were so dressed up when you looked at them compared to everyone in the audience. And their makeup. Was yeah. Like I think a lot. I was wearing was a like lot. chucks and a sweatshirt and totally nice fine. Jeans. Totally like, fine. That is that for me, I was like, this is great. We're going to, you know, cabaret <laughs> after work. Beautiful. In a basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, and so I was like, these women, okay. It's like, they're all dressed up. They're all here. This is an opening night of Luann's show. So, huh something something big is happening and then I was like we were like this has to be the finale um and I think I texted someone and they were like oh yeah they're filming the finale tonight and I was like yes got it this is amazing but um watching them throughout the show was it was like it was fascinating they all ordered salads um I don't think there was a single carb on the table of course not um they were they they interacted with people who were around them who like said hi. They were very happy to be seen. Like they, I think when Ramona first came in, she stood up for about ten minutes, like for oh no reason, God. just standing there. And the space yes. is small, so it's like we yeah, will see you. Draining. We will no matter even if you're under the table, I will. She see was you. peacocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just they really they enjoyed the show. Like r- there were points where Bethany was standing up, filming, dancing uh, to Lou. Um, definitely you could see the tension between Carol and Bethany. Dorinda did look mad and I was like, oh, now it all makes more sense. Um, yeah, it was very, it was, it it, it was different. It was different. And I think that that was probably the first time. And another thrill is that it's nice to see them all in the same room. Cause like sometimes yes. you'll see a couple of them or a couple from a different seasons, but seeing no, a full really? cast in the same room is like, wow, it's amazing. Um, so what do you think about Dorinda? Cause I feel like it was like a, a plot B plot and a plot Bethany Carroll B Dorinda Lou. It was I rough. Think Watching that, last that night was sad. Rough. That was sad. I feel very bad for the disillusion of Lou's and Dorinda's friendship. Totally. Cause I think that they are great pals and like are good for one another. hundred percent. I do. 
I don't know if I necessarily buy the whole thing that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if Dorinda's an alcoholic. I honestly do not know. And I'm like, I don't. I, I can only imagine if I it, it, it if you are an alcoholic or even if you're not being accused of being an alcoholic, it's terrible. <laughs> like I can only sure. like, that just doesn't seem like a good yeah. time, you know? But it felt like Lou, whether or not you felt like Lou calling out Dorinda getting a little spicy in Columbia as like passive aggressive, yeah. or if it was trying to be as a helpful friend, yeah. regardless, Dorinda's response, which was to become like garbage monster in Columbia and then at the finale was like sweetie you're just proving her point exactly exactly that is true and like that was but then again you have to think like how mad must she have been and the whole uh John thing all that it's like there's just so many but I don't know I I actually I do have some some theories that I might not say on a hot mic but I'll tell you afterwards (laughs) Oh, but um, I just think that like that just popped in my head. Um, But I do think that Lou is she does have the. Sort of AA rehab rhetoric where she's trying to keep a clean surrounding and like knowing how to point out these things. But for Dorinda, it might feel like the pot calling the kettle black and she doesn't like that. Like she doesn't like being right. You know, she's like, this is lose time to be messed up. Give, you know, I don't need. I don't Right. Need like the focus should be on her. Yeah. She was one that was arrested mm-hmm. in Palm Beach. Here's the thing with Lou. Lou might have been drinking at that time. Mm-hmm. Lou might have had that three month plan where she's like, I'm going to not drink on camera a la yeah. Sonia. And then I'm going to fucking yeah. do my shit as soon as the production is wrapped. She might have been doing it because she had a legal case against mm-hmm. her. Who the hell knows? But I think reg- irregardless of that. Dorinda was getting spicy and Lou called it out. And then Dorinda's behavior, which was an aggressive person attempting to be passive aggressive, (laughs) which is like, sweetie, you're not beta. You're alpha Mm -mm. for days. Mm -mm. So like calling out the fashion was that was rough. rough. And it's like, sweetie, you didn't buy the clothes. You you showed her where to get them. Yeah. Like you, it would have been different if Dorinda was like, I put up $10,000 for these outfits. Or they're my dresses. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not how it works. And like, it sucks that John wasn't invited and it sucks that Scott was and that Lou only met Scott once. But like, the problem is that Lou met John. We know Mm -hmm. how John gets. We know. It's like she didn't want that energy around him, around her. So like. A hundred percent. And she's a woman in some sort of state of sobriety staged or not or whatever it's really her business and nobody else's like IRL so you know he could have bought a ticket but he didn't all these other bitches are unattached and Scott couldn't fucking make it because he was hiding from Tinsley (laughs) I know that they rented yeah for that panel that they rented I think just for the day to shoot and then she went straight back downstairs thing is so I'm like and also I'm just like why don't you just get an apartment the amount she's spending is it's like what 30,000 or 50,000 a month an apartment or get a fucking brownstone on the upper east side and hire a butler like you you, you would pay higher Sonia's brother's-in-law's it's, butler. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> I'm like, it's so It's the same amount of money. You're getting so much less. It You look, you you don't look great. Yeah. Living, it's like, you're not Eloise. It's this so, is not it, the plaza. It, it's so like separated from reality. 100%. And but so is Tinsley me, a little bit. Yeah, but it, it's almost like she, it's almost like the little girl who can't grow up. Or like the woman who's a little girl. 100%. Basically. It's like you, she needs the security of a hotel staff. 
to feel secure or rich or successful. It's like, that's not how it works. Like be a full blown grown up and get an apartment. I know you're picky. If you were that picky, you wouldn't be living in a hotel. Also, Scott's paying for it. So why don't you get a place that's like more actually you and not artificial? Like living in a hotel is living in a place designed by someone else that's temporary. You are like living in purgatory. For, oh God, it's not meant for long-term living. You're not Serena Vanderwoodson. Give me a break. A hundred hundred percent. It just felt kind of crazy to me. What did you think about the um, finale overall? I mean, I was distracted because I was I like, I thought it was good. For myself. Um, I wish there was a little bit more, uh, like I wish the show wasn't, or wish the episode wasn't totally about prepping for Lou's show and like yeah, everyone there. It was, I wish it was a focus. little bit more yeah, yeah, yeah. about like, where the wrap-ups were. I would have loved to seen, like, a coffee between Bethany and Carol, something like that. Totally. Just a little bit more of a wrap-up between everything we saw from last week. Because I thought it was a little bit abrupt coming into this episode. Um, but I did enjoy it. It was fun. It was, like, great to watch. The drama was high. Nothing felt forced or fake. And it was, yeah. like, a... It also felt like the cameras were, like, a little... I don't know if I'm using this word correctly, but, like, a little frenetic. Like, they were kind of all over the place. Yeah, and I sort yeah. of love that vibe. Yeah. Like, you Steven see, Soderbergh sort of vibe. Like, uh-huh, like, it's it, like, you get more. You feel like you're more in it. 100%. And as someone who was kind of, like, crazed while I was watching it yeah. happen, like, it was cool to see it go back. Like, I didn't see any of the shit with, like, Bethany and Carol talking and Ramona That's losing so her mind. So it was, like, watching that was actually kind of great. And you're like, this was the same room. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was the room where it happened, you guys. Um. Okay, so shifting gears nothing happened on oc this week that we need to discuss okay, eddie good. might be dying oh god yes yeah, poor heart pray for eddie you but guys Tamara, when she and was for last Tamara, on she doesn't have happens, a plot she said uh he has to go into surgery again or yeah, is like, for like the 900th time can someone just give him a heart how hard sad. is that vicky as soon as she finds hers can't she like buy one get one <gasps> Um, so oh, Bogo. Right. Um, Potomac, I'm going to talk about next okay, week uh, just because the reunion was magical and I needed to, I could talk about Karen and separately Candace for some reason. I could talk about Candace. Really? For days. I find Candace so interesting because she presents as like a as a princess. And yet she hates the word. And it's like, sweetie, it's, <laughs> it's, it's you. It's, it's not a title. It's a description. Oh like 100%. Like, I don't get it. And her talking about how Miss United States. Yeah, which that's sad. She's like, it's a national title. And I was like, watching her just thinking like, no. Is her husband white Now husband, black? they just got married. Yeah. White. But oh, he has wow. a brown dick. That's the whole thing. Oh, yes. That Chris is about white that. with a brown dick. Jesus Christ. Which comes up over and over again. I mean, it was it was amazing. They looked terrible. I loved every second of it. Oh, my God. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the Dallas premiere, which oh, happened God, last yes. night. Because it was... I think Dallas is maybe going to be my favorite franchise. Dallas is great. And I think Dallas really showed us th- that they can bring it last season. Because the first season I enjoyed, but then watching the second season was yeah. amazing. Totally. Total, um, total new. Uh, like total Leanne renewal. is a, she's meant to be on TV. I love the premiere because it felt like it, that not much time had passed. It gave a very yes. good, you know, pickup of what happened. I yes. love seeing Mama D. I love seeing all the, I love like, how insane they are and the fact that deandra had that 40-year party absolutely amazing oh my it was like um, when ramona had an anniversary party and it was like year yes. 18 and it made absolutely no sense it's nice. and i love how leanne looks better every season she does i love that she takes strong choices with mm-hmm. her confessional outfits mm-hmm. i do think that stephanie and brandy can never break up their friendship again because how do you stephanie okay. got her a baby how do you feel oh yeah oh i did want to talk about that yeah tell me so i love the fact that Brandy got the baby. It was a little, to me, it's a little 
bizarre okay. to be like i got a text message saying do you, you want, want this a baby? baby and she of course thinks it's a dog because that yeah. would be more normal communication yeah. and then the fact that that baby's photo was just circulated and i'm happy they clarified that it was through an adoption agency and not right. just like some baby at a hospital no totally but it was, it was a gingy baby yeah and the fact and it it, it is bizarre that they could get a red eye or red-haired green-eyed baby in like in, an hour yeah. it's something there's there's a missing link to the narrative that I'm dying to know. I think she said on Watch What Happens Live that it was like a young couple, like teenagers, closed adoption. They didn't know what the fuck they were going to do. Baby was coming. Baby got born. Mom never looked at the baby, so, which I actually thought was like really smart of the mom. Because that's you. Because you don't want to get an yeah. attachment uh-uh. and you know that this is not the right home for your kid. Oh God. And then fucking separated it. And then it just worked out. I don't know if they, because I would think, I don't know how adoption works, but I guess it's, potentially easier and just a lot more fucking expensive if you go through a private adoption agency like on almost like concierge style i mean i genuinely don't have any idea but it's i mean it's kind of a fucking miracle aside from the fact that he has red hair that this happened it's crazy it's crazy the timing of it is insane the fact that it came from stephanie and knowing that this never would have happened if they stayed estranged is like you owe it's this bizarre. woman. You owe this woman your child. It was beautiful how Stephanie immediately broke down crying when yes. she saw the baby. That she was, was sweet. like, I want him to think of that me as an sweet. aunt and shit. I was like, 100% I do. Into it. it was, and maybe I'm just judging too harshly. No, do it. I this do is the place it for that. It was weird that even though she only had the baby for two weeks, that was the first time Stephanie saw the baby. Yeah, how's that possible? How, that doesn't seem possible. It's like it's not like they live, you know. No, I think five Stephanie should have been there. She should have been there when the baby was picked up. Basically, yeah, hundred percent. You. You should have been at your your girl's home. Maybe she was. Maybe no. I don't think so. Those tears were too organic. First time, yeah. God, I loved it. So you um just mentioned Mama D. I felt like Mama D was acting like a little bit of a Mama Joyce during the oh yeah. Party. And I think what that the fuck she was happening. Is, is she think, too into being on TV? I think she's very into it, and I think that she realized how much um how how much the audience loved her last season, and now it's like. I'm here, which was part of the reason why I think she took the keys back to the company because that meant more screen time. And she knew, <gasps> like, this do. is what, you know, this is my end to have at least a little bit of a narrative. Really? So I think she lo- enjoys it because for her, it's not like, it's not, it doesn't ruin her sort of like very buttoned up reputation to be on a reality show if she's like reality show adjacent, essentially. She still gets that camera time in the audience and like the fans, but it's not someone who's in her home every day, you know? Like the fact that she at one point brought up, Deandra being in negative relationships and was yeah. I wrote it down like Deandra had a few experiences trust me to her like token gay I was like she like she wants to stir the pot fucking me yeah she wants to stir the pot and I'm like it shows you how fame, fame can change people even if you're elderly <laughs> like it's no, so it really she can. really knows and she knows how to like she knows how to get what she wants and she wanted to be on tv yeah, it was sad to but me. But then also, it what it, it I think that it what we might see more in Deandra is that she even when she's doing the seating, she's like keep your friends close, enemies closer, blah blah blah. It's like no, you put your mom next to you because you knew that would make good TV. It's like you knew that that's what. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. In yeah, there. it's like there's no whatever. So I'm like, eh, she. So I think she gets it. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be some tough stuff to sit through, but 
I honestly, it was like everything, like the color of my TV screen when it was, I don't know what to, it just felt so rich and colorful and things were happening and I missed these women and they so destroyed season two, like shout out to Bravo because season one was trash and season two was- The best they knew to bring it back was, it's a phenomenal decision. Uh It was so genius and I feel like season three looks- yeah. So good. So like, and they get a real vacation. It's all amazing. Yes. It's great. They it's don't great. have to go to some fucking right. ski house or wherever the hell they were. Brandy and Stephanie's little house. Their whole <laughs> the family's own. So stupid. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. It's great. And I'm like very excited to see the fact that uh, what's her face has the laser place now and has. Her oh yeah. Own, um. What's her face? Uh, I just her, I was. I always forget her name. So do I. Oh uh, my god. Doctor whatever's wife. Jesus. She's what a nurse. You guys. Starts with the C, right? Oh my God! What the fuck is her name now? I can only think of um, Cam, but that's obviously yeah, not Barbie. That. Um, Whatever the hell her name is, I'm gonna do a quick little. Jesus, how am I forgetting her no, name? No, that's okay. That means she's obviously integral to um, the um, plot. But anyway, but the fact that she was able to afford a Porsche was like pretty shocking to me. Car- Carrie, 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 thank Carrie you, Duber. Duh. I don't know. Oh my why God, Carrie and like, Mark Duber. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know why. I compl- wow, that was shocking. But um, no, I think that she is slightly unmemorable. She, but, but I, I like her. I do like her. She's a lot. sort of like the old school Bethany. Yeah, of Dallas. I like her because I she think that she shit. should not be married to that crazy man. Yeah, and she is smart, and I don't know, like. I think she's make sometimes she makes decisions based more on what she thinks her husband wants rather than what she wants. Totally like, I hate that. But um, I do think she's smart. and I think she's fun and like actually has a good head on her shoulders and knows what she wants, but can still be gold on TV. But I don't I still understand how much I think it's this. I also don't understand like how wealth works in Texas. So totally. the fact that in my mind, I'm like, if you have enough money to buy a Porsche and your husband to do or to invest a million dollars in like your own little laser company yeah. that you run part time. Shouldn't your home be decorated in more than like tans and beige carpets? Like there's stuff like that where I'm like, it doesn't make sense to yes. me. Like the, the amount of money they seem to have with how their homes look and like how they choose to dress. It just doesn't make sense. But I also feel like they don't have a natural sense of style. Like Deandra's house which we saw last season was like tricked out or yeah. husband's like a, wasn't he like a he war, was a war yeah, uh-huh. photographer or something? So, um, but they, they also traveled character. a lot and right. they had and like, they brought, and stuff, they brought stuff and the Dubers, I don't want to cookie compare. cutter. Like it's cookie cutter. Yeah. It's like, for some reason it, to me, it's a shade of Alex and Simon uh. where they're just, doing a lot yeah. they're showing like when alex took yeah. simon and bought her like a all $10, those stuff McQueen oh my god and stuff. when it, they did that shopping spree and yeah, where were like they blue and cream Jesus or whatever Christ, yeah. yeah it was a lot where they were trying to show the world this is how much money we have going to the opera mm-hmm, like posing mm-hmm. and he was you know a hotel manager but even at the time. they She's had like a consultant. the even they had the the know how to renovate their home totally you know and make yeah, it a dubers, little more like the dubers are very it's much it's very much a house that I went to an elementary school in the suburbs of St. Louis, like that type of home of people who so made 250k a year. 100. You know? Except he's, I guess, raking he's it been, in. That's the thing. It's like, how can you don't how, invest a million dollars in a decorator? And, Maybe because the whole thing with Mark Duper is that like he knows his style or thinks he does, and he doesn't want to spend it. He doesn't want anybody else to get that. Credit he is but like him. he does like the like Ramona angle. with yeah. her with her quasi renovation. Oh my god, which was that just was. Going I actually didn't one. think. I actually didn't think it was that bad. I thought it looked clean. 
and like you know bethany's house even with all the you can't compare it no here's the thing bethany's house was still very minimalist in a way yeah and it but, didn't have a lot of character yeah and right. so i'm no, like it's just money it yeah. bethany's house was money but ramona's sort of was like that too hers was basically like a nancy myers home ramona's yes that is quite i think oh my god it was a very positive like, comment i don't think it was that bad I don't think it was that bad, but I don't think it was that well produced. I think Ramona saying she did it all online. I was like, yeah, you did. It was it wow. was what I would do in my free time. It's like yeah. a lot of fucking white walls and some fucking art and ask Jill Zarin for a favor. Honestly, like she's not putting this is oh like Nancy Myers is like you walk into this like lush. But she had like the white kitchen fantasy. and like the beautiful crisp. It, you know, yeah, sleek there look. was an island there. Like yeah. there, yeah. She had the she had the ingredients. I stand by. She it. To, I'm into it. Um, can I please tell you what a pleasure this was? It was amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh my god, this was so great. We're gonna do like a brief little 30 second sass for um TV party social. So guys, stay tuned for that. Um, such a pleasure. Tell everybody your social handles. Yes. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mariah, which is M R I A H. Mariah without the first A, and on Instagram at, at Mariah Mariah Mariah, which is like so, such a good Instagram handle, by the way. That's like thank you. Well, it's my fucking, website too. It's Mariah oh my Mariah, Mariah Mariah, which I've been to, yeah. and it's like really beautiful and colorful. So everybody should visit that, guys. Um, such a pleasure kicking with you, this Smith. This yes. I just this said this Smith, Smith this week, Miss Smith. Yes. words are hard. They like are. audio words She's are complicated yeah. and difficult. Um, such a pleasure having you on my couch. Um, guys, tell us your thoughts. Hashtag Andy's Girls. Uh, tweet me because now it's public and whatever at Sarah Galley and Instagram at Dame Galley. And I love all the photos that you guys have been sending me. So um, if you have any questions specific about uh, the experience of being, you know, in the room where it happened. Tweet me, Instagram me, at Dean Galley, do all that shit. And um, we'll kick you with you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Such a pleasure. Bye.